This is your Yahoo Finance Market Watch. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. News. This is Yahoo Finance Daily, a daily update on the top business, finance, and stock market news from around the world. Let's jump into today's stories. Stocks slid Monday with major indices tumbling by over 2% during the worst points of the afternoon session as investors nervously eyed the potential ripple effects of the default of a major Chinese real estate company, as well as ongoing debates over the debt limit in Washington. After defying gravity for most of the summer, September is shaping up to be a tough month for markets, with major benchmarks in retreat for a third consecutive week. At its worst point of the day, the Dow dropped by as many as 972 points, or 2.8%. However, the index closed paired losses to close lower by 1.8%, posting its worst session since July. The S&P 500 and NASDAQ each posted their worst one-day drops since mid-May. The CBOE Volatility Index, or VIX, jumped by more than 30% to its highest since May, as a confluence of risks roiled markets. Shares of China Evergrande Group plunged by 10% on the Hong Kong Stock Exchange as fears mounted that the Chinese real estate juggernaut would collapse under a major debt burden, impacting shareholders, bondholders, and potentially triggering turmoil elsewhere across global markets. The specter of a broader crackdown by the Chinese government on Hong Kong's real estate sector further added to concerns. While the Evergrande situation is front and center, the reality is stock market valuations are overstretched, and the market has enjoyed too long of a break from volatility and Monday's stock market declines are not surprising, said David Bonson, chief investment officer at wealth management firm The Bonson Group, with over $3 billion in assets under management. Meanwhile, heated debates in Washington over increasing the government's borrowing limit built on the risk-off tone in markets. U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen called for Congress to raise the U.S. debt ceiling again in a Wall Street Journal op-ed and suggested that to do otherwise would risk leaving the government to default on payments and generate widespread economic catastrophe. The U.S. House is set to vote this week on the debt ceiling and a stopgap spending measure to keep the government operating past the end of the fiscal year at the end of September. Even heading into Monday's session, the three major U.S. stock indexes had dipped so far in September amid escalating concerns over the Delta variant, pace of the economic recovery, inflation, and path forward for monetary and fiscal policy. Retail sales data last week suggested the consumer was turning back towards goods rather than services spending amid the latest wave of the coronavirus. And still weak consumer sentiment data suggested many individuals were becoming increasingly concerned about inflationary pressures. And on the monetary policy front, the prospects of a near-term shift to present ultra-accommodative policy posturing from the Fed 
has also injected additional uncertainty into markets. The Federal Open Market Committee is slated to hold its two-day policy-setting meeting Tuesday and Wednesday, with the event culminating in a new monetary policy statement, update economic projections, and press conference from Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell. One of the major focuses at this week's meeting will be about whether the Federal Reserve ramps up its signaling around when it will begin to taper its crisis-era asset purchase program. The central bank has suggested this quantitative easing, which currently comprises purchases of $120 billion monthly in treasuries and mortgage-backed securities, would begin once the economy made substantial further progress toward the Fed's goals on inflation and employment. While we readily admit that the committee could make changes to the September statement to signal that tapering is drawing closer, we believe the soft August hiring print and recent surge in COVID cases added enough uncertainty to the economic outlook that would refrain officials from making substantive changes to the wording, Sam Bullard, senior economist for Wells Fargo, wrote in a note on Sunday. If the economic data improves sufficiently over the coming weeks, then Fed officials could use public comments throughout October to signal that tapering will commence in November, he added. For investors, the Fed's move on tapering will be closely watched, given that the asset purchases were one major tool the central bank used to bolster liquidity and support the economic recovery during the pandemic, and had by extension helped underpin stocks' rise to record highs. Though stocks have lost some of their momentum in September so far, some strategists believe the move may be temporary. You have to look at where the crowding is, and right now there's so much negative sentiment with regard to the market. It's why we have been buying this dip this week and telling our clients that we think the market setup is perfect for a pretty big rally for the rest of September and possibly the beginning of October, Eddie Gabor, Key Advisors Managing Partner, told Yahoo Finance on Friday. The next big hurdle we have to get through is the Fed meeting on Wednesday. If the Fed doesn't disappoint, I think it's a risk-on rally. Right now, everyone is so pessimistic about the market, and in our opinion, markets don't crash when everyone is positioned for it. For more live coverage of business, finance, and stock market news, please visit yahoofinance.com. We'll be back tomorrow morning with your daily update. So until then, thanks for listening. Spoken Layer. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.